gosh. Ben's not here again, and I don't know how to feel about it. It's just been raining the whole time he hasn't been here on these two separate days that we totally record these. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why with that song. All by myself. It, but like, I feel like that's for Ben. You guys, you guys had a good week since, uh, since we last saw each other? Yeah, yeah. I just, you know... Good. No, all right. You got a lot done, didn't you, Chase? I did. I did. All right, so we have uh, we have scourged the inner scoured. I keep d- saying scourge. I keep saying scourge instead of scoured lately. You'd be surprised how many times that's happened in the past. Comb week. the desert. <laughs> <laughs> we have combed through the community that is Coyote and asked, wow. "What are the questions that you are just dying, literally dying to know from us experts on the Coyote?" fitness podcast and we have said screw your questions we're going to come up with our own (laughs) just kidding we got 10 we have 10 from the community uh pretty good questions honestly i'm very curious to hear the answers i'm the man with the questions so i get to be the moderator if uh if you hear this sound i put it on a minute the sound of silence (laughs) hold on this sound if someone comes to the door, time's up, gentlemen. Is that clear, crystal clear? So we're going 10 questions, three minutes a question, right? Yep. All right. This will be fun. What do and we I'm call gonna, it? Do we, do we start the clock after the question is asked? Yes. Okay. As soon as I say go, I'll say go after every question. Whoever wants to answer it, you can. Suppose it's a two-part question. Now, there are none. True huh. question. You guys do not have three minutes apiece. The two of you have three minutes together. To figure this out, okay? okay. Capiche? Right. Yeah, capiche. Fantastic. Capiche. And I'm going to hard stop us at three minutes. What are we uh, calling this segment, Chase? We're calling this TBD. <laughs> <laughs> rapid fire. Oh, out, uh, rap, yeah, the rapid fire, three minutes apiece. We're going to call this... We'll, we'll, we'll put it in the notes. In? <laughs> <laughs> All right, sweet. Three minutes... Ready? Question one. All right, here we go. This looks like you said die, but I think it's... Oh, pie. No. Like you scratched out, but there's a scratched out word, but I'm curious uh, what that word was. To be diet. This uh, is off to a great start. <laughs> <laughs> All right, question number one. What are your thoughts on diet trends like keto? Go. Go ahead, Hunter. Okay, so uh, for the diet trends like keto... Uh, to me, it always comes down to calories in, calories out. So let's take keto, for example. Um, you're cutting out all your carbs. Um, you're eating more fat. What you'll probably see is that you're just eating fewer calories if you add it up um, just by cutting out a whole macronutrient group. Same thing with, like, vegetarians and vegans. Um, intermittent fasting. Yeah, yeah, intermittent fasting, same thing. Uh, vegans talk about how much better they feel when they start doing it. Yeah, of course you are because you can't eat anything but vegetables. Vegetables are going to make you better, feel better. You're eating less calories, um, but it all comes down to calories in, calories out. Yeah, all of these, if you really just kind of you know cut away, cut away all the fluff and you get down to the root of all of these, that there is a, there is a restriction to something, whether they're restricting a type of food, a macronutrient, the time you can eat, or whatever the case may be, it's all about getting you into a caloric deficit. Jason Phillips actually had a really good post about this exact thing the other day. So if you want to go back and look on his uh, his Instagram, he can kind of paint it up, uh, paint it a real pretty picture for you there. But uh, yeah, that's essentially what it comes down to: is if uh, if the goal is to lose weight, all of these things are just tools to get you pretty much eating less. Yeah, and to me, trends are called trends for a reason because they're not sustainable. Anytime you're completely cutting out a whole macronutrient group or a whole food group, that's going to be hard to sustain for the rest of your life. When I'm looking at what diet I'm choosing, I'm looking at something that I could eat for 5, 10, 15, 20 years, not for six weeks or six months or whatever whatever you do. And so to me, the best thing to do is find a good moderation diet um, and stick with it for a long period of time. And if you cut something out completely, it's going to be hard to stick with that. You're going to eventually want want that. You're going to crave it. Yeah. It doesn't mean that any of these things are not a way, but none of them, I would say, are the 
way. So it's a general consensus, second part of here, it's a general consensus that if you just eat a proper balanced diet, it's going to do what you That's need it to do. Always, amazing. always the case. <laughs> Fantastic. Wow. Who would have thought? I know. <laughs> Human population has been eating that way for thousands of years, and now we all, all of a sudden we want to change it, change it up and, and, and have all these novel ways to do things when we just go back to the basics, eat, don't eat too much, eat the right you know, high quality foods consistently, and you're going to be in pretty good shape. Well, hot dog. You guys have 30 seconds to spare on that one. It's like you already knew what you wanted to say. Time in the bank. Time in the bank. Uh, I don't know how to do that, so no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Ready? Second question? Yeah. Ready. All right, here we go. You've had a week to prepare for this, Chase. <laughs> yes. Hunter writes really small. <laughs> All right. Second question. If you have energy crashes between meals, should you eat real food or have shakes go uh, i think it really it depends on uh you know what what you're doing at that time at that time of the day you know i would always say to opt for opt for real food but it depends like if you're if you're at work or something like if uh the uh, the person that asked us this question he is a uh, he is a nurse and a lot of times you're going to be if you have a job that requires you to be on the go a lot it's going to be really hard to sit down and eat a meal and if you're going to eat a full meal with real food you don't want to do it on the go it is uh, because it's going to uh, it's really going to hinder digestion and the way that you and it's going to change the way that you absorb the food the best uh, the best thing to do the best situation would be to be able to sit down kind of calm yourself, get your body ready to, uh, to actually, uh, to actually digest the food, eat it not too fast and then go on. But if you're on the go, you do need to get something that's going to be a lot easier to digest and something like a, uh, like a protein shake that's essentially already broken down. That is in a liquid form can, uh, can help you with that. If you're having those energy crashes, it can get uh, nutrients into you right away, but it's not something that I would say would be just optimal. I think something that gets lost in all the diet talk and all the diets and all that type of stuff is that food is fuel and it's essential fuel and it's something that we need to perform our day-to-day -day activities and eating something is better than eating nothing. If you're at work and you're crashing and you need energy, eat something. Yeah. You got to eat something, whether it's real or um, a shake or anything, it's better to eat something so that you can continue to perform your your job and live your life don't get so caught up and well this isn't the high quality food so i'm just not going to eat anything well yeah. then you're not going to be able to function you're not going to be able to think straight you're not going to be able to do your job so keep in mind that when we're eating we're fueling our bodies to be able to perform what we need to do every single day and eat just eat something and yeah like chris said it's better to eat um real foods um, and if yeah, you can plan, plan ahead better, you're going to be better off. But if you're in a crunch and your your blood sugar's dropping, which happens to me sometimes, I'm I'm a little bit hypoglycemic. I'm just going to eat some food because I don't want to pass out, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And I need to be able to do something. So eat. So you know, sometimes it just comes down to if you're out of energy, eat something. Gosh, that literally 30 seconds was left again. That is impeccable. You guys know what you're doing. All right, following along with that question, uh, kind of hand in hand, what are your thoughts on herbal shakes? Go. You'll probably be able to get more on this. Huh? Uh, her <laughs> herbal shake thing, you know, I think, you know, I think there's a place for it for sure. Um, I think the problem comes when you think that if I'm just going to eat this herbal shake every single day for lunch um, and I'm going to starve myself then I'm going to make progress. And Define I think, herbal shake real quick. Like, so, specifically, what is an herbal shake? So that would be like, uh, what is it, Herbalife? Something yeah. like that. So I think if you're just going to have a shake every single day for lunch, um, but you're not working out, you're not eating, you know, a whole lot of food the rest of the day, and you're just counting on this Herbalife shake to make you lose weight, you're setting yourself up for disaster. Um, you need to look at the whole picture. You need to live a healthy lifestyle all the way around, and you can't just depend on, um, cutting out a whole bunch of food and just eating shakes every meal to be able to to lose the weight because like we talked about a minute ago um, the best diet is one that's sustainable and so you need to be eating real food and sustainable yeah it's a great supplement but it should not be the base of your of your diet every single day we actually had an entire episode on supplements a while back if you want to go find it yeah yeah and um 
you know, it you really you could you could lump this into the uh, to the question about the about the diet trends, these uh, these things like um, Herbalife or whatever. Um, that the Advocare, you know, 30 day challenges mm-hmm. and all those, all those kinds of things, they are all geared towards just so we talked about getting you eating less. Now that they do have nutrients, you know, there's a time, there's absolutely a time and a place for, it, but you, but you cannot put all your eggs into that basket and think that, you know, I'm going to do this for 30 days and I'm going to look uh, exactly the way I want to look and feel and feel the best I ever have in my life. And it's going to be like that forever because I made a, ch- a 30 day change. Here's the thing. We live in an easy uh, society where we're trying to always find the easiest way. And it's a lot easier to go have a Herbalife shake for lunch every day than it is to go to the gym for an hour after work. Yeah. And so people are going to try that because it seems easier for them to do it. But that's not that's not the case. I think if you look at the majority of people who are consistently having those shakes, um, they might not be making the progress that they want to make uh, because they're trying to do that instead of doing other things. I think that it's it, it can be a very good part of your health regimen, but it cannot be the sole tool that you're using to to lose weight. You need to be um, exercising. You need to be eating healthy. You need to be eating real foods and um, you need to be doing that stuff consistently. And the, the fact of the matter is getting, getting healthy and getting your body where you want it to be is hard. There's never going to be a shortcut and an easy way to do it. Um, and so anybody who's pushing that to you um, is, 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 is twisting the truth drastically. Mm. I came up with a title, by the way. Food for thought in three minutes or less. Okay. <laughs> Food for thought. I can cut that out later. That doesn't stick with you guys very well. That's all right. <laughs> all right. You guys are killing it. We haven't hit a timer yet. All right. Number four. It's driving. What? I don't know what this says on her. Uh, is... Do you know what it says? <laughs> oh, it's drinking beer. is drinking beer during a workout a good idea uh we'll let you know right now that's directly from caleb (laughs) go is drinking beer during a workout a good idea well it depends on if it's in the rep scheme (laughs) if it if it's if it's three rounds of row 500 meters and one 12 ounce beer then if that's the rule of the workout, and yeah, sure. Yeah, like if you're doing <laughs> the beer mile, it's yeah, probably the, a good the, idea. To <laughs> if you're trying to set the world record beer mile, yeah, that's just part of the, the yeah. beer mile. Yeah. Or if you're at uh, if you're at somebody's bachelor party and that's part of the bachelor party, go for it. I don't think uh, I don't think it's something that you should do every day. Um, but you know, and and there is something you know, there are studies that say um, one beer post workout uh, is going to help you get hydrated. Um, and recover better than just drinking water. Yeah. Um, there are some some carbohydrates and and calories and stuff that are going to help you recover. Now that doesn't cool. mean s- you, you you are opening. <laughs> you, you, you don't want to the yeah. door for some. That doesn't mean people. six beers. That doesn't uh, mean two beers. That means uh, one, here, one here's, beer. Here's here's something. Doctors, leading doctors say that consistent diversity is the way to life. Okay. <laughs> so. If I start, not if you want to be if successful. If I start apparently. with Monday, I want to drink a Michelob Ultra, and then Tuesday, I'm thinking Budweiser. Is that consistent diversity gonna help me out? Okay, real quick, what uh, if you if you guys had a post workout beer? What would it be? What would be your favorite post workout beer? Mm. I'm not a fan of beer. I'm the wrong I person. Not, to ask. I know I couldn't have like a heavy craft beer post workout. Mm-hmm. That would just you couldn't. Hit. You don't want the loaf of bread beer coming no, in. No, no. <laughs> I would probably say uh, a fruit beer, a uh, nice. Coors Light, or something like that. I could go with a fruit beer if I was going to do anything. A fruit beer, mm-hmm. a Coors, a Coors Light would be good. I'm also thinking maybe like a Corona with a lime. Mm. Yeah, that would be get good. you on the island That's real quick. Yeah, you know, you get you get a little, uh, uh, you get some uh, sugar in there with it too, with mm. the lime. Yeah, I'm yeah. A, I'm amending mine to a Corona with lime too. I like I like that. <laughs> <laughs> we can all agree that Heineken's the worst option ever, right? Absolutely. Just in, on, not even in a workout, just in a, general. On our honeymoon in St. Lucia, they had two beers on the island. Mm-hmm. One was Heineken, and then one was a local beer. If you can't see me, I'm doing quotation marks. Local beer that tasted exactly like Heineken. <laughs> was this a random I'm, German I'm con- island? I'm convinced, <laughs> I'm convinced that, there was, that they came from the same keg. <laughs> I was like, no, this is our local beer. We uh, In Greece, I had a beer. I'm trying to look it up and see what it was called. Hunter went to Greece, by the way. Yeah. And uh, it was it was actually really good. What was, God, what was it I had called? a German beer not long ago called a Hulgarden that was uh, the nectar of the gods. It was delicious. Yeah. The nectar of the gods. Yes. 
I can't I can't find what the beer. Oh, Mythos, I think. Mythos beer, I think, is what mm. it was. It was good. I actually was surprised. Usually, I, I, I don't really drink a whole lot of beer anymore. I'm more into wine. Um, but... <laughs> oh. Dude gets engaged. I just sit around my leave. house reading books and drinking wine. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Wait, hold on. Wait a minute. Who, who knew that the first time the we one. took the whole time? Uh, someone is at the door. Quit talking. <laughs> the first time we take up all the time is when we're talking about beer. <laughs> all right. Number five. Halfway through, guys. We're killing it. Not really. We're almost halfway through. After this, we'll be halfway through. Another uh, Caleb Foxworth special. Is Gatorade good or bad? Actually, a good question. Go. Uh, I think it depends on when you're drinking it. I think Gatorade is very good for during uh, a workout or if you're uh, competing, playing a sport or something. It's going to help you um, recover, stay hydrated, give you electrolytes and stuff like that. Or post-workout, it's good. I do not think it's good to be drinking um, just regularly on, on the other side of the day all the sugar um insulin spike you know we talk about sugar all the time all the stuff that can that can cause uh, all the issues it can cause but i think there is a time and a place for it um and i, I don't think going overboard is going to be a good idea but if you are going to drink gatorade i would drink it either during your workout or right after your workout yeah i think uh if um if performance is your uh, is your priority then you have to you have to uh, maximize every training session and a lot of times like let's say um, uh, let's say you're getting ready for a competition and you've got an uh, hour and a half or a two-hour training session coming up. You need to be constantly fueling all throughout that session so that you can get the most out of every set and every rep. And Gatorade, uh, really quick-burning sugars like that can be a great way to make that happen and to and to keep you from crashing it towards the end of those workouts. That's a good point, too. Uh, the, a diet for a, a competitor – in CrossFit is going to look a lot different than somebody who's doing CrossFit for health. Yeah. And you know, you have to realize what are your goals are? What are you trying to do? If you're trying to lose weight, you know, having a whole lot of Gatorade is not yeah, going to help no you. Point. Out. Yeah, yeah. But if you're trying to qualify for the CrossFit games, like, like Meredith is, we talked about in the last episode, Gatorade can help her out because it's going to help her uh, keep her intensity up in the workout. So if you are a competitor, you're training for multiple hours a day, uh, maybe, maybe you run, for maybe you're training for a marathon or something, yeah, Gatorade can really help you out. It can be a performance enhancer. That's why they developed it to help people in performance. But if you're just grabbing a Gatorade and sitting down to watch TV at night, I don't think that's that's such a great yeah, idea. Yeah, I wouldn't go that route. Yeah. Fantastic. Whole minute left. Way to go, guys. All right, sweet. Number six, actually halfway through now. Uh, how much sleep do you need at night? That's my question. It uh, it varies, um, and I think a great way to kind of figure that out would be if you uh, if you had uh, if you had like a couple of days in a row, or you know, or test it out uh, like maybe Friday nights. If you don't have to do anything on Saturdays, go to sleep when you're tired and wake up naturally, and just kind of see there how much uh, how much time uh, how much time it takes you to wake up, and that ought to, that can give you a decent idea. So I, I read a book recently called Why We Sleep, and it was really eye-opening, and it talked about how important sleep is, and it's so much more important than even I realize. And he talked about how most people don't get enough sleep, and a lot of people will say that they can get by with um, you know, five, six hours. He said there's a very, very small percent of the population that has a genetic, um, what is it called, mutation or something yeah. to where they can get by with less sleep, but it's a lot smaller percentage than X-Men. you think. Yeah, yeah. And he said that the people that are that can do that are usually like really like high performing people um, that you've heard of. Um, so if you think you're like, well, I'm, the, I'm one of those people that can get by with less sleep. He, he said, try to get like Chris said, get eight hours for three or four days and see how you feel. A lot of people are at sleep deprivation and they don't realize they are. They think they're functioning at a high level. But then when they actually get enough sleep for a few days, they start feeling so much better. And this is a good point. I actually was listening to uh, a podcast with Brute Strength podcast with Matt Frazier. I don't know if you listened to that one yet. It was really yeah, good, yeah. but he talked to him about sleep. And Matt Frazier gets 10 hours of sleep a night. And he Should said we? he said when he first started, you know, and this is Rich Froning said he used to get 10 hours of sleep a night. Katrin gets 10 hours of sleep a night. Anyways, um, Frazier said that when he first started competing, he would just, you know, stay up late and just get however much sleep he could. And then he said he started doing some research and seeing all the benefits of sleep. And he said, if sleep wasn't something that you 
had to do and somebody discovered it, it would be like a performance enhancing drug because of all the benefits that it does. And he said, as soon as he started getting 10 hours of sleep, he said he felt so much better. He felt like a superhuman. He, he felt so much better. So that's what I would challenge to you. If you think you're one of those people that can get six, seven hours of sleep a night, especially if you're working out in CrossFit, go two or three nights and try to get eight or nine hours of sleep and see how you feel. For me, when I started going to bed earlier and getting nine, you know, eight to nine hours of sleep, I started noticing huge difference in how I felt throughout the day. So I think, I think eight is a minimum. And if you're doing high intensity workout, you need more than that. Wow. All right. Good answer. Number seven, uh, Hand grips and jump ropes for difficult levels of athlete. Different levels. I Different. Think. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, like, I guess, like, what are what are recommendations? Yeah. All right. Go. Um, with uh, with hand grips, I don't know. I, I'm a, I'm the kind of person like I just I don't like I don't like a whole lot of things on me if I'm doing if I'm doing a workout like that and uh um I just re I started wearing hand grips just very very recently and doing a CrossFit the way that I used to uh, that I used to go about it would be uh um if we had a workout with a lot of pull-ups what I actually did was I would take a yoga mat and cut out little pieces of the yoga mat and put those between my hands and the bar and uh use that for like the first half of the workout and then there towards the end just not use them because it's the wear over time and so i figure you know basically if i'm doing half of yeah. half the workout that with these sense. yeah and that way i don't have to fool with them on my hands and stuff but i've recently uh started uh somebody uh Somebody actually gave me a pair of those uh, those Rue grips, and it's, I have not worn enough to really tell you which pair is good and what's not. It's they're all the same to me. Yeah, it, it number one is hand care. If you can take care of your calluses and and keep them shaved down, that's going to help with hand care. But you know, somebody like Chris is going to be a little bit different than somebody like me. I weigh a lot more than Chris does, so I'm putting a lot more pressure on my hands when I'm doing stuff on the bar. And it also depends on how much work you're doing. If hand if if grip is uh, something or hand protection is something that you need, to me, the best grips I've found are victory grips. I've tried a lot. I used the Rue grips before. I've used the uh, Bear Complex grips before. The victory grips are the best I've found. I use the four finger stealth ones, the cloth ones. I've been using them over a year, and they still are just as good as they were when they first started. They've kept my hands, um, set, uh, you know, less torn up than ever than they've ever been before. When I first started CrossFit, I used to have calluses and my hands were nasty all the time. And now my hands are just, they're just hard, but they're not really messed up like they used to be. So I, I always Claire recommend- very thankful for that. Yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right. <laughs> I always recommend those to people and a lot of people like them. They got a lot of different options too. They got three finger, two finger. They got some that don't have any things that go over the fingers, but I like the four finger because I can just leave them on and I can even do barbell stuff with them. Uh, for the jump ropes, it depends on what your skill level is. Um, for beginners, the more beginner you are uh, with jump rope, you want a thicker rope with thicker handles so you can feel it better um, and make sure the right it's the right length. I think the RX ropes are really good for beginners, and they can they break it down by how many double unders you can do. Um, and as you get better at double unders, you want a thinner and thinner rope. Um, RPM rope is going to be a little bit more advanced. You can spin it faster. It's lighter, but you can't feel it as much. So as you get more advanced, uh, you want that. And then there's the new rope. I can't remember what it's called. Um, but it basically does double unders for you. Um, do you remember what that one was called, Chris? Some of the people at the gym have. Um, I don't remember. I know what you're talking about, though. But that one Those is like ones. Uh, that one. It's 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 a really expensive rope, but it basically does double unders for you, like I said. And then probably next year they'll come out with the battery powered double unders, <laughs> so you'll just so it'll just you turn it on and it. Uh, All right, we're done. And it spins right. it on its own. Time out. I have one more thing to say about hand care. This is <laughs> okay. going this is going to shock a lot of people, but Lotion. if you if you do pull ups without grips on and you put your hands on tape they are going to tear that's right bare hands on tape is not a good idea anyway next question okay thank you uh all right number eight yes is crossfit is crossfit bad for you uh just a heads up that in parentheses joe rogan's name is there yeah. go so i i brought this up because i saw a uh a little snippet of a Joe Rogan podcast. And if you ever watch Joe Rogan, I'll make this quick. He's usually very, very calculated with what he has to say, and he's not going to make a whole lot of uh, lazy arguments. And so I wanted to watch this, uh, this little clip from his podcast to see what he had to say. And it just ended up being the same old thing. Uh, it basically came down to, Oh, rhabdomyolysis. And, uh, 
doing uh, doing clean and jerks for reps without any real without a real hard argument and um, it really it just really aggravates me that we are that we're still that we're basically that we're still on this you know yeah. that uh, that for some reason they think rhabdo is a is a problem I've been coaching CrossFit for almost ten years now I've seen two cases of rhabdo in that entire time out of the hundreds and thousands of workouts that uh, that we've done with the thousands of people that I've worked with. Every time I've ever seen anybody that's gotten rhabdo, it's because they're very dehydrated, yes. mostly because they were out partying the day before and then showed up without drinking any water and did mm -hmm. a MRF or something like that. Like if you just take care of yourself, stay hydrated, you're going to be fine. You're not going to get rhabdo. Um, and it's, it's really not that big a deal. You just, you just take a week off or something and you're back to it. But, um, so is CrossFit dangerous? Um, uh, we do CrossFit at our gym because it's the most effective training program that we found. We've we've tried them all. I know Chris yeah. can tell you we've looked into everything. I've I've done a million different things. Chris has done a million different things. Nothing works like functional performing functional movements at high intensity. I mean, it's just magic to your body, and you can sit down and do the the calculations, the physics calculations to show like you're doing more work over time doing functional movements at high intensity than you are doing these other things. That's why it's so effective. And I mean, it, it, it never ends and it never ceases to amaze me when somebody comes and joins the gym and in three months they're telling me about all the stuff that they can do that they've never been able to do before. And they feel so good when they're um, doing certain things outside the gym, whether they're running or, or going on vacation or whatever, like CrossFit is the best tool to get fit out there. I mean, it is, and it, and it will con consistently be that way. And people that argue, well, you're going to get injured well, you might get injured if you're doing it wrong. I mean, if you're if you're if you're doing it correctly, the likelihood of you getting injured is very small. And I would say that you have a lot less likelihood getting injured coming to a CrossFit gym with good coaches than you would just going to a gym and working out on your own. Uh, Absolutely, nobody's watching your technique. Nobody's making sure you're. If you're arcing that back the entire time you're squatting, nobody's making wrong. sure you're you're doing the right movements and the right rep schemes and um, not overworking yourself and not putting too much weight on the bar. Um, if you're going and, to a good CrossFit gym these days, you're going to have a great coach who shows you what to do, make sure you don't hurt yourself, and keeps you progressing towards your own personal goals. Um, so I I just think, like you said, that's a lazy argument and. I mean, I think it's just a lazy argument. There you go. I think you're respecting the doorbell right there, though. <laughs> All right, sweet. Now to number nine, and it says, should I wear lifters, question mark? Start. I was. I said that like I was talking to Siri. Yep, it, uh, it, it depends. depends. What are, what are, <laughs> right, so define lifters real quick. Uh, so he's talk. Uh, he's referring to um, weightlifting shoes that have a that have a elevated heel, which uh, you know is used a lot in powerlifting and Olymp high heels. Yeah, basically stilettos. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> that are basically that are basically used for. Um, it gives you a little bit of a mechanical advantage when you're squatting and pulling because of the uh, because of the elevated heel it allows you to squat at a lower depth without your uh without your chest going forward quite as much and so it really it, it depends i would say you know if your goal is if your goal is health to try to get to the point where you don't ever need lifters try yeah. to work on uh, if uh, ankle mobility or hamstring flexibility is a problem work those until you until you don't need them and your squat is fine flat-footed but you know if you're going to if you're competing and uh you need to be able to lift as much weight as much as much weight as possible. Then, you know, yeah, lifters can absolutely help. Yeah, I think that comes back to what we talked about earlier. It depends on what your goals are. If you're wanting to compete, then yeah, I would say use them, but don't abuse them. Don't you don't want to get to where you depend on lifters. You don't want to get to where you depend on wrist wraps. You don't want to get to where you depend on a belt or knee sleeves. All those stuff are tools that can help you out, but you should train as much as you can without them, so that when you do add them in it's like performance enhancer like let's take mm -hmm. the belt for example for me i don't put a belt on until i get close to my max that way i'm engaging my core and then when i do put the belt on i'm able to lift more weight same thing with the lifters if you're doing um if you cannot do a squat without wearing lifters um then you need to work on your mobility but it can be a good way to help you get in good positions especially if you're a taller athlete with longer limbs it can be really hard for you to get in a good upright position in the bottom of a squat and it can be hard for you to get in a good position to catch a snatch so it can help but i think that you need to focus on your mobility and getting to where 
um, you can do it without those things and then use those as a competitive advantage when you, when it, when it comes time to go heavier, you're competing or whatever the case may be. But if you're just wanting to be, live a healthy lifestyle, uh, you probably don't need them. I I think even with, uh, with competing, there's probably a good argument to be made to just to go in cycles, go, uh, go a couple of months where you don't wear lifters at all or belt. You know? There's a lot of guys, uh, CrossFit athletes, that are snatching 300 pounds in, in, in nanos. Yeah. So uh, what does that show, you know? Mm-hmm. Cool. All right. Ding dong is the last question. How do I calculate my macros and go? It's a lot. There's a lot of different ways. There's a lot of calculators uh, out there, and what they'll, they're going to ask you, you just kind of general uh, – uh, biological informations your you know height weight age um physical activity level things uh things like that but um and uh so th- there's a lot of there's a lot of variance that's going to uh, that's going to go in there um, so let's say this question what do you guys use and why do you use it why do you vouch for it um you know i've been kind of just playing around with the same with the same macro count for uh, for a while uh i don't think i ever really did any calculations with it um uh, a coach that i had uh that i had a while ago he told me that he wanted me to be getting 3000 uh, calories at least a day and so i kind of set it from there and say okay i probably need to divide that into this much protein this much fat this much carbs and just been kind of staying around there and if i feel like i need to lean up i'll go down a little bit if i feel like i need to put some weight on i'll go up a little bit from there there's a lot of ways you can do it one one way to do it is to track everything you eat for like a week or two also track your your um weight and if it stays the same you can average that over time and that's kind of what your what your consistent uh burn rate is every day so if you want to gain weight then you add calories if you want to lose weight then you would subtract calories from that um you can use fitness pal um calculate it that way put in your activity level um but keep in mind that when you're setting macros it's not going to be an exact science especially at first that you just need to set a number, stick with it for a while, see what happens to your weight. And if it's doing what you want to, good, keep going with that number. If it's not, then make an adjustment. But the biggest thing is that you track consistently. For me personally, um, I've used uh, the Renaissance periodization table that they have in their book to, to do my to, to do my uh, macros and others before, and it, uh, it's worked out really well. Um, but, you know, the biggest thing when you're calculating anything is that people have to track consistently um, and they have to be honest with it and they have to do it every single day and only over a period of time can you make adjustments. Another thing that comes when you're counting macros too is that um, it's not exact science as far as how many calories are like in actual food. Like it can vary drastically from different types of food. Like what's on the label is not necessarily exactly what's in there. And so it's never gonna be an exact science um, but you have to really determine what your, how many calories you're burning every day, what your goal, are, goal is. If you're wanting to lose weight, then you obviously need to take in fewer calories than you're burning every day. If you want to gain weight, you need to eat more than that. And then as far as protein, carbs, and fat, I'm looking at protein um, anywhere from 85% to 100% of your body weight in grams. So if you weigh 200, that's low. What is that? 160 to 200 grams of protein per day. Um, most people are not eating enough protein. So if you can hit your calories and protein every single day, you're going to make a lot of progress. Um, then you can start adjusting the fat and carbs from there. Well, that was, uh, that was an intense 30 minutes, guys. We nailed that one. Yeah, we did. Almost, I think we're, we were actually sub uh, three minutes per question, which is pretty impressive. I was honestly not expecting it. I didn't think you guys, I didn't think you guys would respect the doorbell very much. I'm not going to lie. I respect, I, uh, I'm impressed by myself with that one. Yeah, as you, as you should be. Way to kill it, guys. Well, honestly, pretty exciting, uh, pretty exciting episode so far, but uh, the best is yet to come. Just real quick, I have to say, it's amazing how quickly we can get through topics when Ben's not here. I don't know. <laughs> uh, he just, like, he always, like, says, like, hey, yeah, we'll land the plane really well, but he's the one that prolongs an episode like no other. <laughs> so I have one more question, by the way. No, Ben, we're 15 minutes in. <laughs> All right. All right, moving on to Outside the Box. Wow. That was nice. That was tasty. It's better every time. I've been practicing. <laughs> Hunter, what is our dead gum topic this week? Well, our topic is. Dun, 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 
So <laughs> we're 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 uh, we're gonna go with our three TV shows that we want to watch that we have not seen before. So these are shows that we have not seen either because they haven't come out yet or we just haven't gotten around to watch them. But they're on our list of to watch. Yeah, I feel like you're gonna be really disappointed in me this episode, Hunter. Well, it's gonna be Game of Thrones, and it's not on there. <laughs> Fine. All right, uh, I'll go first, so that way my disappointing things like get out of the way, and we end the episode strong. All right. Okay, go for it. Uh, and I think our rule is if we have if it's less of three, then we do roundtable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So my first one, and this is gonna shock a lot of people, but honestly, it shouldn't because of how old I am. Uh, it's Seinfeld. Oh. I would really love to go back and watch all of Seinfeld. I've just I've grown to I think my uh, comedy taste has changed a lot and I think it would f- very much fall within the wheelhouse of what I would enjoy about a good uh, comedy show. So I, but it, it's just the only thing is it's so long. There's have so you, many seasons. Have you seen it before? I've seen like episodes uh, here and there. I used to watch it in the afternoon like every single day. I love Seinfeld. I've seen I haven't seen all of them, but I've seen a lot of them. But I would. I uh, I wouldn't mind going back and watching them because it's uh, every episode is is really funny. Yeah, it's, yeah it's I just the, it's one of those like The Office, the kind of good background noise show. Mm, that's fair. I've just like it's so it's so quintessential to like you know the comedic TV series like Game. So I just feel like it's kind of worth that effort. Yeah. Plus, I really like Jerry Seinfeld. He's very like comedians and cars getting coffee is yeah a fantastic show. He's funny. He's he he's impressive too. You know, he writes one joke every single day. I did not know that. He's been doing that for ever since he decided he wanted to be a comedian. And he, he just talks about how important it is for no matter what, him to write one joke every day. Keep up your chops. Yep, keep the streak going. All right, whoever's next. All right, mine, uh, mine number three, I actually just found out about it doing research for this, but it's called The OA. looks pretty cool. It's on Netflix, science fiction about interdimension travel. I'm always a sucker for uh, different dimensions, different uh, time traveling, stuff like that, science fiction type stuff. It's a pretty highly rate, uh, rated show. And who's they, it with? Like who's on it? Uh, people I've never heard of. Oh, well, uh, who? What's uh? It's what on Netflix. Netflix. It's Netflix. On Netflix yeah. Ooh. And um, so I'm. A, I think I'll check that one out. Um, they said if you liked Lost, you would like this show. And I love Lost. It's one of my favorite shows. So Lost the, is good. Yeah, the OA. That's what. That's my number three. All right, my number three is uh, is Dexter. Heard a lot of good good stuff about the yeah, about it, that show. Very recently, I've heard just so many people talk about how good that show is. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I've never uh, never had time to uh, to watch uh, to watch any of it. So uh, and hopefully, once I can knock this Game of Thrones out and start uh, start getting on that, I watched Dexter back when it came out. I really liked it. The first couple of seasons were awesome. I, it kind of it kind of went downhill towards the end. I wasn't as, a fan of the last couple seasons. TV shows will do. Uh, but the uh, man, that first season is like. Because it's so different than anything you've ever seen before. It's really good. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's a good pick. All right. My number two uh, also will be another disappointing one, I feel like. I've started this one, and I didn't finish it just because uh, the period of my life that it was in, like it just like I didn't have any space for it. But I would love to go back and finish it, and then it's Mad Men. I made it through the uh, the first season and loved it and just – somehow didn't start the the second one i don't know i don't remember what happened it was a couple years ago but i would like to go back and finish it mad men's one of the best shows ever that's what i hear all the time and that's the main reason it's it's amazing it really is uh i loved it i I highly recommend it i'll probably go back and watch it again someday Uh, cool well then it's decided i will watch it you You need to watch it yeah (laughs) Uh, my number two is the terrors. I think uh, Ben is it Ben that's talked about I think this it show is, before. Yeah. The terror, yeah, the terror. It's good. Uh, I've had that on my list for a while, and I can't figure out where to watch it. I don't know if you can like stream it or you have to buy it or something like that. Uh, if you if you still have uh, if you still have Comcast, I'm pretty sure it's still on demand. It's on demand. Yeah. Okay. Well, I have to go find it then. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I I went I went all the way through it. It was really good. You liked it? Cool. Yeah, I like. Yeah, it. I, I've had that on my list for a while, so I need to get around to watching that. Mm-hmm. Uh, my uh, my number two. I don't know if this if this counts. It might count. It counts for me. the uh, The new season of uh, the new season of Hard Knocks. Oh yeah, that always uh, always look forward to. But actually, but what team not, did they do this year? I don't know. I don't, I don't think they've announced it yet. Yeah. Um. But uh, it's always it's always great. I just I have not been able to watch a season in probably probably like three years maybe. And um. Mm-hmm. So I'm ready to get I'm ready to get back on that. And um. Those original Bengals 
series or seasons. Well, well were. the original one was the uh, was the Ravens, right? The very first season they did when, when Shannon Sharp and Tony Saragusa were still playing. Maybe I didn't watch that that far back, when? but I've I've watched it every year for probably the last ten seasons. This is one of the best shows. I love it. It did make me. It made me grow fonder of Mark Sanchez, despite his uh, <laughs> playing ability. When they did the Jets. They did yeah. do the Jets. Yeah, yeah. yeah with uh, Rex Ryan, that was one of the funniest. That was a, that was a good one. Uh, I like the Browns. Snack. Last year was the Browns. It was really good. It it gave me a new appreciation for Baker Mayfield. Mm-hmm. I, I will say I really like him. That dude is a freaking boss. He, man, they're going to be so good this year too. <laughs> I, I can't wait to watch. It's so play. weird. I always thought he would, like that he would be kind of a uh, kind of a just a just an arrogant dude. I mean, and, and he probably and he probably is, but he's he's definitely after seeing that show, he's a lot more of just kind of a. Just a goofy guy, yeah. Than, uh, than you would think. Well, one doesn't thing seem ab- to take himself too seriously. One good thing about those shows, that, like it, you're on, you're on TV so much, and it's so behind the scenes that, like, even if you put on your acting face every bit of the time, you're not going to be able to hide mm-hmm. your douchiness right. the entire the entire series. Yeah. Like something's going to come out. So I feel like you you know a person at the end of that series at least a little better than you would have. Yeah. So I just looked up who the team is. They hadn't announced it yet, but there apparently there's rules. Um, that teams can avoid mandatory inclusion if they fall under there's three exemptions, and there there's only five teams that don't fall under these those exemptions. So theoretically, there's only five teams they could pick from: the Giants, the Raiders, the 49ers, the Redskins, and the Lions. So those are. I think you've got to go with the Raiders. Yeah. At this point. <laughs> yeah. I would love to watch that. And see oh, John yeah. Gruden on there. And Jonathan Abram. That'd be awesome. That would be a good. Yep. Yeah, I think you may just turn me on to that, uh, Chris. Good. All right, my number one, and this is uh, this is an important one because I really, really want to watch it, and that is Arrested Development. Oh, I freaking love Jason Bateman. It's probably unhealthy <laughs> how much I love Jason Bateman. He's so funny. If you have, uh, do you guys listen to Dak Shepard's podcast, Armchair I, Expert? I've listened to some of them. His episode on there is some of the best, just natural conversation comedy I've ever heard. That dude is un it's unrealistic and like almost seems fake how and like scripted how funny he is all the freaking time. Just everything he says is so funny. So I feel like the T V show has just gotta be incredible. Is that a uh, recent one? Arrest Development? No, no, uh podcast. No, no, it is a very early one. All right, I'll go back and listen to that I one. I think it may be one of the first ten, honestly. I listened to his uh with Jay Leno. I thought it was really good. Yeah, Jay's was good. Uh Seth Green. I know if you don't if you don't remember who Seth Green is, yeah. he's oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> Doctor Evil's son. Scotty. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he uh he is a incredible episode. Him, uh Conan's a good one. There's actually there's so many on there that are I need so to check good. Out this podcast. It's What's so it good. Uh armchair expert. Armchair it can get expert. a little here's what I'll say. Dax Shepard is Dax Shepard. It's gonna it might get a little rough some episodes. Yeah, yeah. We just power through it. It'll mm-hmm. give it'll you'll it'll knock you over sometimes, but that's all right. He is good with getting uh, a lot of details out of them and like going deeper with He's a great question asker. Over, yeah. It's not something like I didn't expect him to be such an intellectual, but uh, given that he plays an idiot in just about <laughs> every episode or every movie he plays in, but smart dude, man. Uh Arrested Development is one of the funniest shows ever seen ever made. I've seen all of them. It's it's absolutely hilarious. And it's so like understated humor and like you kind of like miss it and then you go back and watch it again like the second time through you're like yeah. wow this is freaking hilarious and there's so many people in there that i like it like i love michael Sarah. i love uh oh my what's deep boys guy's name how did i forget it all of a sudden the magician the magician yeah the brother that's a magician oh, uh, uh his name's uh judd i think on the show uh man it's been a while since what I is his show. real name I'll I'll look it up if you want to go and do your list, Hunter, and yeah, then I'll yeah, yeah. shout it out suddenly. Yeah. Um, all right, so my number one is uh, The Last Kingdom. I've wanted to watch this for a while. It's on Netflix, but I wanted to read the books first because it's based off of a book series. So I'm reading the books right now. I think I'm on the sixth book. Um, they're, they're really fast reads. They're really good. But it's a historical fiction uh, series based on, like, the founding of England. Is that um, what Doc gave you? No. Or, or no. Okay, never mind. No. What was the title again? The Last Kingdom. Mm. Uh, it's about like the founding of England and uh, all the different countries were split up and the Vikings attacked and so they're fighting the Vikings. All these 
you know, it's like eight, 900 AD. And then, uh, so it's, uh, it's really, really good. I think there's maybe three or four seasons on Netflix and everybody that's watched it loved it, but I wanted to read the books first before I watched the show. So once I finish reading them, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll give the show a go. It was Will Arnett, by the way. Yeah, that's right. Will Arnett. Yeah. Old Bill. All right. And, uh, my, uh, my number one, and, um, I actually, I had another one pop into my head that I want to give a shout out to, uh, also, but, uh, um, True Detective. So oh I my god! So True Detective. I want to get. I've heard. On that. I've, well, I won't say anything. I've just heard incredible things about the first season. Yeah, yeah. first season is one of the best ever. Watch the first and third season. You can skip the second season. It was okay. not good. And my my the other one that I really want to see. I've seen all I've seen are just clips from it on uh, on YouTube. But I really want to watch the full show of uh, Letter Kenny. Letter. What is that? What is that? Letter Kenny is a. Uh, it's a show. Like it's not. It's not on TV. Like you. You actually. You can only watch the full. Uh, the full episodes on Hulu, I think. But it's a. It's a. It's a Canadian show, and basically, it is about. Uh, it's about time. It's about life in small town um, Canada, where I mean, it's exaggerated. Obviously, it's a comedy yeah. show where everybody is either a. Uh, a hick. <laughs> a um what they call a skid which is basically a, a goth and uh or a hockey player <laughs> and uh, and just uh you know they're they're very you know canadians you know they they try to make it you know them stereotypically very uh apologetic traditional and apologetic but yeah. also they just like to fight and drink and smoke yeah. and uh, <laughs> and uh you've probably you've probably seen you've probably seen some of their uh some of the clips from it on uh, like scrolling through facebook or something like that and probably like seen it without knowing what it is mm. but uh all the stuff that i've seen from it from the little clips is just hilarious anyone notable in it no it's all um uh, the uh the guy uh the guy who started it started off as an insta uh, a twitter page oh. and they called it uh whatever the original town they were from, I forgot what it was, but they called it something, something problems. And then they started making little shorts called Letterkenny problems. Yeah. And then it turned into a full blown TV show. Well, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Nice. Oh, I, mm-hmm. Wow. That's a, that's a good pick right there. Mm-hmm. That's got me very intrigued. Well, fantastic. That wraps it up for everybody. All, all solid recommendations on Z right there. I agree. I agree. Looking forward to getting into uh, some of these shows. For certain. All right, now we move into Hunter's favorite portion of the episode. <laughs> Any recommends for us, Hunter? I do. I uh, I've got two more books to recommend uh, since I'm making up for lost time. <laughs> <laughs> Number one, uh, <laughs> uh, is a book by Robert Greene called "The Forty Eight Laws of Power." Um, I've heard a lot about Robert Greene. He's got a lot of really good books, and I was I started reading it, and I was just blown away. He is. He's just on a whole nother level. He's an incredible writer, incredible researcher. Um, the The book is just basically breaking down, like like the title says, the forty eight laws of power. And and but what I really liked about the book was each set each law. He gave like a, a historical example of it being used, and also a historical example of it um, being uh, broken, and what the consequences of breaking that law. And so he's basically just going and examining history and powerful people and and kings and rulers and presidents and all that type of stuff and finding the things that they have in common and uh it was really really good there's parts of the book that can feel almost like uh make you feel sleazy but the fact of the matter is like it it just comes down to like um what actually people are doing to to get the power you know um in throughout history so it was it was really really good but i liked the history part of it i liked i learned a lot about um, different parts of history that I never heard about. And I also, um, it made me want to do more research and I got a lot more topics that I want to learn about. So, and it made me want to read his other books too, because he's such an incredible writer and researcher. So, uh, 48 laws of power is good. And then I'm convinced that you just live in a time warp. Like you go home and, and time just stops at your house and you just sit and read all this I, I, I want to announce too that I made that I made it through my three books in three months, and I was really proud about that. There you go. <laughs> yeah, nice. And uh, you know, 30, 30 minutes a day was what I had. There <laughs> and, you go. That's and good. Knocked it out. Um, <laughs> I actually read an article by Ryan Holiday, and he talked about how he reads so much. I mean, he reads two, three hundred books a year, and people <sighs> people always say like, "How do you read so much? Like, you must be a super fast reader." And he was talking about, "I'm not a fast reader. It's just a way of. It's part of my life." Like. He, he always has a book with him. If he's sitting in line, he just opens up and reads his book. If he's eating by himself, he reads. You know, he reads before bed. He reads in the morning. Like, you, when you start adding in these 
five, 10 minute windows in the day that you're just doing, like instead of picking up your phone, you pick up a book that can add up to a lot really fast. And that's what I've learned this year is um, just having a book with me and picking it up when instead of picking my phone up can, I mean, you can get a lot more done. And then if you fly on a plane, like I have an eight hour flight to Italy, I can sit there and watch four movies or I can read for a while and and then I could still watch a movie or two and take a nap and still get a lot done so just I guess be more I guess that's the hard part for me is like when I sit down and read I feel like I have to get to a stopping point yeah yeah that I think the more you do it the more you realize like hey I can just get to the end of this paragraph and pick right up I think it just takes mm-hmm. practice yeah um the other book that I read that was just incredible was called Atomic Habits um a lot of people have been talking about this book lately let me uh let me I can't remember who the author is. Hold on. I'm going to look it up. Atomic. It was like I Uh, had to. James Clear. James Clear wrote this book. This book was incredible. I just underlined and wrote notes all throughout. I'm going to go back through it here in a couple weeks and and take a lot more notes. But um, he just talked about stuff that we talk about all the time and and setting your habits and talking about how important your habits are for becoming the person you want to be. And it's figuring out where – First, you got to figure out where you want to go, and then you got to figure out what habits you want to do. He he talks about the science of habits. Uh, he talked about the Power Habit book. Um, he talked about other books that he's read, and just the science of developing a habit and how to stick with them, how uh, how much progress you can make, and how it's exponential progress if you if you add ha- habits to different parts of your life. Um, and he also talks about you know why certain people are successful in certain areas and determining what areas you should be focused on in your life. But man, just about every single page is just great takeaway. So I I made it through that book really fast because it was so good. So I would highly, highly recommend Atomic Habits. It's one of the best books I've read in a really long time. Mm. Mm. Chris, you got anything? All good. Cool. Uh, I have one recommend. I have come upon a band. I knew about them already, but I've just gone off on a really deep dive lately, and it's a band called Wolfpack. They are a funk band, and... Don't let that deter you if you're not like I just oh. I cannot express to you how good this band is. It's it's a a ragtag of like, you know, there's four key members and they have like these guest players on all the time. It is some of the best musicians playing some of the best music I've ever heard in my entire life and you guys got to check it out. It's so good. It's great driving music. It's great while cooking music. It's great cleaning your house, apartment music. It's 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 a little bit for everybody. Or Wolfpack? Wolf with a like wolf, but with a V. No, actually, it's V U L F and then Peck. It's uh, interesting. It's, it's a play on German, but I don't think it's an actual I German think. word. Uh, it's so good. Uh, it's not for everybody, but give it a shot. Listen to it. Throw it on in your car wherever you're driving. You just either you'll love it or you hate it. That's where I'm at. Cool. Sweet. All right. I'm done. Till next time. Till next time. Thank you for tuning in.